Welcome to Beyond the Diamond, the podcast that goes far beyond the game. I'm your host, Danielle D. Rubin, and I'm here to empower young women, parents, and coaches in the world of fast pitch softball. As the owner and founder of DR3 Fast Pitch, I'm passionate about bringing you inspiring stories, valuable insights, and expert advice to help you excel both on and off the field. So whether you're a player looking to take your skills to the next level, a parent supporting your young athlete, or a coach seeking to make a difference, you're in the right place. Let's dive in and go beyond the diamond together. Hey guys, Coach D here with Beyond the Diamond. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode. Now this week I have a special guest speaker, Austin Gear. He is the founder of College Bound Nutrition and he played track and field at Fairleigh Dickinson University in New Jersey from 2017 to 2021. His ideas for this company started when he was in college, college athlete. In the beginning of 2022 is when he brought his ideas to life and is sharing his wisdom and knowledge with softball players around up north and baseball players really getting involved with the athletic community. So Austin, I want to take I want you to take over, share a little bit more about yourself and we can dive deep into the nutritional aspects for softball players and how to really help parents and athletes understand how to fuel their bodies better. Sure. Well, thank you, Coach D, for the introduction. Uh, like you said, I was a track and field athlete at Fairway Dickinson University from 2017 to 2021. Um, I did shot put and hammer throwing. Uh, but I've pretty much been doing sports my whole life, ever since I was very little, doing t-ball, actually. I played baseball up until high school. And then once I got to high school, I kind of switched over to track and field just because I thought it was more of a better suited sport for myself. And I kind of stuck with track and field doing shot put throughout high school, all the way through college. And then pretty much until I finished college, but unfortunately COVID happened and my seasons kind of got cut short. So, which is when the ideas for college by nutrition started to really come into fruition because I wanted to stay within the athletic field but I wanted to try and help out athletes from not just here in New Jersey, but across the whole country, got into a much better path in their athletic career earlier on than when I figured out everything myself as an athlete, as far as nutrition goes, training goes, everything else that's included in it. So that's just a little bit about myself. Awesome. And then before we even dive deep into nutrition for softball, because that's like the big topic today. I'm super excited for you to share wisdom with all my listeners, but you made the comment in your introduction as far as you had to kind of learn this all on yourself. Talk about, and I can even share my experience at the college level, being a college athlete. Did you have any resources about nutrition? I mean, did you have a nutritionist come talk to y'all? Did your coaches share wisdom with y'all? I mean, what made you feel like this is a a need for athletes because I know it's a need for sure like I don't know nearly as much as I wanted to know when I played like why did you really want to dive deep into this world sure so I we could start by going back into high school before we get into college going through high school uh, I didn't have any nutritionists there was no one to really guide not just myself but athletes all around me in the right direction as far as hey you should be eating this or you should be trying to do this implement this into what you're eating here are the benefits for it here's how it's going to help you as an athlete we didn't have any of that and so that pattern continued up into college whereas the resources in college 
were more readily available, however, not to the degree that you would think, meaning there were some some form of nutritionists that were there at the college level, um, but they were mainly focused on just general nutrition as far as athletics and athletes on a whole, not anything specific for the certain sports, whereas like how we're going to be getting into softball nutrition in this podcast. Okay. So, yeah, that was one of the biggest things. I mean, when I was at Kennesaw State University, which is a D1 here in Georgia, we had, there was a nutritionist for all the athletes. We saw her maybe once every three months. Like she would just kind of pop in, check out, talk to us about our diets. But to be honest, we weren't taking that seriously because we weren't getting that regular like check-ins. And I mean, we were at the dining hall. We were allowed to eat what we wanted to eat. And we would be told by our coaches, like, you got to put on more weight, like you have to put on some more muscle. So like in the off season, like we're working out, we're trying to bulk up, but we're not eating enough protein or enough, whatever we needed to eat to allow that. And so that's kind of where I wanted to dive deep a little bit more for these girls of if we want to get stronger, what do we need to be eating? If we want to be able to maintain energy throughout long tournaments, what do we need to be eating? And I just kind of want to get into like the general nutrition for softball players. If there's anything like, what would you say that the average youth athlete, not even softball player, but like the average youth athlete, like what are they lacking in their nutrition to last a long weekend or multiple games? Sure. So before I go into that, I do want to piggyback off of what you said about how you had the nutritionist going through college. We had something similar but we didn't even get check-ins with the nutritionist. It was pretty much, hey, there's a nutritionist here for all the athletes. Um, if you want to go see them, you can go see them. But there was no check-ins. There was no um, anything keeping track on a weekly schedule, weekly basis of what you're eating, what you should be eating throughout the days, and whether it's before games, practices, tournaments. There was none of that that was really regulated into our programs. It was all kind of, you got to figure it out on your own. You can have the resources, but um, we're not going to implement them into your programs and what you're doing. So it was kind of a similar experience for me as well, too. Mm-hmm. So, and that's just tough. To be honest, I mean, it's tough because you're being told you need to either get stronger and you need to bulk up or you need to lose weight if that's one of the things that we have to be doing. I mean, there's different, every athlete's different of kind of like what their journey is with nutrition and strength training. So there's like that side, you're being told what you have to do, but you're not being told how to do it. And that's where I struggled with a lot. Uh, We have the resources, you're not forced to go to them, or it's not like required to go to them. You at an 18 to 21 years old, 22 years old, I mean, we still, I mean, we have that young body still, like we want to eat what we want to eat, we want to have fun, we want to, we're in college. Um, It's just kind of tough dealing with all of that. So And even in high school, like I get girls all the time, like, you know, you shouldn't be eating that. Like when I have girls show up to lessons with a, even, I mean, a candy bar, like that makes my hair turn gray or they show up with an energy drink, a monster. I'm like, are you really drinking a monster at seven o'clock at night, right before your pitching lesson? Like, what time do you plan to go to bed tonight? So like, I just know at a young age, we don't think that way as much, but then they have those crashes. And that's what I want to kind of dive deep into is like, what's lacking for most of these girls? Like what's, what do you see that's lacking in general or what they're consuming too much of that's not helping their athletic performance? Sure. So 
for what they could potentially be consuming too much of and kind of going off what you said with they're having the chocolate bars or they're having the monster energies or the red bulls c4s they're having all these different products before their games their tournaments their practices whatever they're doing you're going to have a very high caffeine and sugar intake in such a short amount of time that when that caffeine or that sugar eventually wears off in about an hour, let's say you have that crash where your body isn't used to how it's feeling. And it's used to kind of elevated state. And you have that elevated state because you have things like dopamine and serotonin that get released in mass amounts from these ingredients. And when your body starts to go back down, isn't necessarily that your body's running out of energy, but it's, you have that regulation, uh, homeostasis between your body and what it's in it and it's making it so you're getting back to your normal levels and not used to how you're supposed to be feeling really normally so it's a little bit of a different feel for that for taking in the caffeines and the sugars and you see it with athletes everywhere i mean even so for college nutrition we travel to a lot of different sporting events whether they're baseball tournaments softball tournaments and you'll see kids even as young as nine, 10 years old, walking around with Dunkin' Donuts coffee cups, Starbucks, cappuccino drinks that are fully caffeinated and full of sugar, but it's not going to be doing anything for the athletes because they're drinking this in between games. And by the time they're not even halfway through the game, you can see them out in the field. They're already starting to crash and lose their energy levels and kind of slow down dramatically as opposed to getting more of a balanced uh, balanced diet and bal- balanced meal into their system in between games or before they even get to the tournaments to kind of fuel them throughout the duration of the event that they're going through. So what would you say would be a balanced and everyone, let me backpedal. It's going to be hard to convince these girls not to drink their Starbucks drinks. That's just, and I know it's hard. Like, and I just, and I'm not a coffee drinker. I've never been a coffee drinker. I'm never, I'm always the one who's like, no, I'm good at Starbucks. And I've I've loved that about me. I like my sweet tea, not coffees. But what is something that you would suggest, even if they're drinking the coffee, let's say that they're drinking the coffee drink, even though we want them not to, if they're going to have that, what's something else that they could add to that meal that could maybe help with that crash? So uh, I'm definitely the same way as well, too. I'm not one for really you know, going to Starbucks or going to Dunkin' Donuts and having the coffees. I'm more of a tea person myself, too. Never been a coffee person. But if you are going to be having the coffee and the caffeine kind of in between games, a good idea. And again, this might not work for everybody. But if you're able to try and do some type of uh, I'm going to call it a meal prep, essentially maybe the day before or before before going to tournaments and games where you know you'll have some downtime in between where you can have kind of a little meal made for yourself, whether it's a combination of proteins, your carbs, your fats, whether it's like I'm just going to use as a staple with your proteins and your carbs. Uh, A container of chicken and rice is very good for you to have in between games or even before your games to kind of give yourself not just the proteins that your body needs to break down in order to give you energy, but your body needs the carbs and not simple carbs, more complex carbs like rices, which is just one example, to break down these proteins into energy. So even if you're just having just the proteins, 
if you don't have the carbs to go along with it, your body isn't going to be able to break it down and utilize what you're really putting into your body in order to energize it. Okay. So one of the things that I know we've discussed before is athletes, they don't eat enough macro and micronutrients to fuel what they're doing growing as an adolescent and the young bodies. Like, can you just describe to my listeners what you would mean by macro and micronutrition? Nutrition. Sure. Yeah, I have no problem with that. So your macro nutrition or your macro or your macronutrients are going to be your combination of your fats, your proteins, and your carbohydrates. Those are going to be the bulk of what you're going to be eating throughout the day or what you should be eating if you're able to. Your micronutrients are going to be more of your vitamins and your minerals that you get from other types of food sources, whether your your fruits or your vegetables are very high in these types of things, along with salts for your electrolytes, which are uh, micro minerals as well too. So having a good balance and combination between these is going to be essential for you to not just keep yourself energized, but to keep yourself growing as a younger athlete, especially with baseball and softball players, you're training all the time, you're practicing all the time on all your skills. You're still growing as younger teenagers. You know, you have to imp- you have to you have to take in a lot of nutrition and a lot of food in order to really keep yourself not just energized and afloat, but in order to grow your bodies. And the reason why I'm saying this is if we take a look at, you know, an average adult, let's just say you and I the average adult burns about 70 to 75% of all the calories that they intake into keeping your body functioning. As a growing teenage athlete who's constantly active and on the move, whether you're in school, you're in practices, you're in games, you're going to be burning through a lot more calories because don't forget too, you're still growing. So your body needs the extra nutrients to feed the growth that your body has to go through, whether it's through your fibers, your tendons, your ligaments, you're going to need a lot more fuel. So really that 75% of what you burn through as a younger athlete is really more like 85, 90% of the calories that you intake just to keep yourself functioning and keeping yourself going on a daily basis. That kind of makes sense. No, a hundred percent. And I remember back I want to say it was my freshman year of college we were talk us girls were just getting in our heads about like calorie intakes and I remember like googling like how much should an 18 I don't even think I put college athlete I just think how much should an 18 year old woman like how many calories should she be eating a day and I think it said like 2,000 but then for athletes it was around like 3,000 like can you kind of touch on that a little bit more like when girls if they're wanting to really meal prep appropriately, like how many calories they need to be taking in to help break down everything? Sure. So like you said, the average daily amount that is recommended is about 2000 calories for the average person. Because you're growing, because you're constantly on the move, whether it's like I said, you're in school, you're at practice, you're at trainings, workouts, games, tournaments, your body gets used to a much more elevated state of activeness where your metabolism and your metabolic rate increases naturally just to keep up with what you're doing. So like you said, 
that 2000 calories for just the average person now has to bump up to 25 to 30% more. So that could be, again, if you're doing on a daily, not daily on the average numbers, that's going to take you up to about between 2,500 to 2,800 ish calories, 2,800 calories, give or take. And now how you should really split that up is this is something that I see too with a lot of athletes. Athletes, when they're going through school and growing, I don't know about what you see, but I see athletes that skip meals, that don't eat constantly throughout the day. And the biggest thing that I see is breakfast. Athletes don't eat breakfast in the morning. Not just athletes, but kids in general. And I see it all the time. So you're not eating breakfast. Most of the time, if you're not eating breakfast, you don't have enough time to really make yourself lunch to really take to school. So you're not having the most nutritious lunch during the middle of the day. And you have to rely on that to fuel yourself throughout the rest of school. And then if you have time, maybe some snacks in between, but use that for your main source of fuel for your games and tournaments and everything you have going on after school. And what I see is a lot of athletes try to get all these calories in at the very end of the day and try and just squeeze it all in. But the reality is your body is in such a calorie deficit throughout the day, because even when you're sleeping, your body still burns calories for energy to to keep yourself going. So if you have, let's say you don't eat breakfast, you have a mediocre ish lunch for school lunch. If you don't bring your own lunch and you have dinner at the end of the day, you have dinner, let's say six, seven o'clock at night, maybe. Most kids are now eating around nine or 10 because of practices. Right. Yeah. So even later. So let's just say you're eating at nine or 10. You might not be, I don't, you might not be staying up late or you might be staying up late, depending on if you still have to get through all your schoolwork and your homework and everything that you have to do. So let's say you eat, let's just say nine o'clock, right? You eat nine o'clock, you finish all your schoolwork and homework by 11 o'clock, you're in bed by 1130. School starts at least up here, 730 in the morning. So you eat at nine o'clock. Most kids are too exhausted at the end of the day where they they aren't giving themselves enough sleep and enough time to rest and recover. And so they don't really have – they don't eat breakfast and they don't eat lunch until 11, 12 o'clock. So that's a whole 15 hours, let's say, that your body is relying on the last thing that you ate to get you through the rest of the day in the morning. And that puts you so far behind, not just for your calories and keeping yourself going, but even for your mental state and keeping yourself active mentally, if you're not fueling your body, your brain and how you function is going to start lagging behind with everything else. So it becomes kind of a whole downward slope. And what you see is a lot of athletes get into this repetitive slope day in and day out, and they're doing really more harm than good, not purposely but just accidentally because there's no one there to really bring to light, hey, you should be trying to eat this throughout the day to give yourself more energy. So this way you're not relying on one meal a day or one meal and the somewhat okay lunch to keep you fueled and active throughout the whole day and to give you energy for everything that you have to do. 
And that was something I struggled with personally is the breakfast. I'll be the first to admit I was not a breakfast eater. I'm still not a breakfast eater, but I had to learn when I got to college that I had to eat something because we had the 5 a.m. workouts and I couldn't get through an hour of an intense workout at five o'clock in the morning without at least a piece of toast or a piece of bread. And then I would be hungry after. So it was like I got in this habit in college to where I was eating breakfast. It just wasn't right when I woke up. And if I could go back in high school and tell high school Danielle, I would have I would have rather prepared like a breakfast the night before and like had something to bring to school so I could eat it within like that two hours of being awake because I knew I wasn't good at eating right when I woke up. But if I had well, some. Yeah. So that's what I was just going to say. You know, if you're someone who struggles with eating breakfast is a lot of, a lot of times either kids don't want to eat breakfast or they're waking up right before school starts. Don't have time for breakfast. You could, you could make yourself something the night before and just either warm it up in the morning if you have time or bring it to school with you and eat it throughout the morning hours as you get yourself more awake to so this way at least you're getting something nutritious and something on the right path to get you ready for your day and that's what i challenge all of you listeners to really start doing because i know i mean personally with myself not a breakfast eater and even lunch like it Lunch was the time that I always fueled up because I knew that I had something after school. And this is me talking like from the high school level was I either had a pitching lesson, team practice, whether travel ball, high school practice, like I had something I was busy every single day with lessons and practices to where like lunch was my time to really fuel up. That was kind of like my big meal of the day. And I would even sometimes pack my own lunch and get a lunch from school. Like if I needed to, like I would eat quite often. And then I would always have snacks. Like I had to eat something at like three 30 or four o'clock to fuel me for my five o'clock practice, five o'clock lesson, whatever it was. And then I would eat dinner kind of later at night. And I got in the habit of, I couldn't eat a big meal or I wouldn't go to sleep. So I hit that like path of the struggle and the pattern of not eating breakfast, not eating enough lunch, dinner, crashing, not feeling good. Couldn't even do my homework at 10 o'clock because I had no energy. And so I had to try and changed that a little bit when I changed it to eating a little bit better at lunch it kind of helped but what would you suggest is a good snack like let's say you eat or you drink a protein shake for breakfast and I'd love to pick your brain on what you would think are good breakfast drinks for athletes but I just did protein shakes sometimes whether it was good or bad I did it so protein shake in the morning ate a solid lunch just say like salad and chicken. And it was just, I ate pretty healthy for lunch. And then I need a snack right before my five o'clock team practice, but I can't eat a big meal because I'll get sick. What would be a good ideal snack and how much carbs or calories protein should I intake to fuel me for five more hours in the night, whether it's practices, homework, et cetera. Sure. So we could start with the snack first. So we're kind of like snacks in between, whether it's school and, the, and school and practice or practice and other practice. Um, what I always found was very good are those Nature Valley bars. Do you know which ones I'm talking about? Yes. They have the oats ones, which is, I believe, in like the green package. But they also have other ones where they're like uh, peanut butter ones as well, too. The peanut butter ones are very good, and the oats ones are very good, too. And the reason for that being, 
the oats one, the oats are complex carbs. There is sugar in there, obviously, for some added taste, but the complex carbs in the oats are going to take longer to break down. So what that means is it's going to give you a more steady flow and release of energy throughout the next couple of hours, even if you're not able to, let's say, stop somewhere or eat something that you pre-made and brought with you on the road and you don't have the time. Those are very good snacks to have in between. That's That was pretty much my go-to, even going through college sports. If I had some downtime, like in between going to class and going to practice, or even like my like – I had the 5 a.m. practices as well too. I would have one of those before practice just because – for me, it was a little too early to, to eat in the morning. So I would have something that I knew that would give me, that would energize me throughout the practice and get me at least through that. Now, if you're talking about, um, I'm sorry, what was the second thing that you asked me again? If you are, I think you kind of answered it. I kind of combined the questions as far as like the snacks, but the snacks that you would eat or what kind of like protein or carbs that you would need to help you perform like just to keep your brain functioning because what I see typically I'll kind of veer this off because it kind of goes hand in hand one of the struggles that I see with my athletes at pitching lessons so they're at school for eight hours a day sometimes they have practices right before they have their pitching lessons so typically on a normal week I do in-person lessons from like five o'clock to like nine o'clock so girls are out of school they might have had an hour in between whatever that they're exhausted and I'm like did you eat yet and they're like no I haven't ate dinner normally they all eat after I'm like well did you have a snack yes at like two o'clock or at three o'clock and I'm like okay you haven't ate anything in like five hours you have no energy mom and dad are spending all this money for you to come to lessons now all I'm asking is we give 100% effort and 100% positive attitude we might have an off day but if we're having multiple off days week by week by week, mom and dad, like we have to change something. And it, I always bring up nutrition and sleep. Those are the first two things that I tell my girls. Are we getting enough sleep and are you eating enough? Typically no and no is my answer. And that's what I want girls to understand that those are big factors into their performance. Like that is why you're not able to wake up good in the morning. You didn't sleep well at night, but you also didn't eat enough or you ate like a horrible dinner right after you ate McDonald's at 10 o'clock after a team practice and you have no fuel to do your homework, your brain foggy till midnight. And then you have to wake up at 5 a.m. And then you show up to lessons that next night and you have no energy. It's like a, that cycle that's going on. And I guess it's just like the advice that my girls are asking me is like what I need to be eating to kind of help with that or how can I balance? And the first thing I say is like time management. Like that's number one, before you even figure out what you're eating, like figure out what day of the week that you're going to go grab all your snacks and kind of lay it out and plan a little bit better. So we don't get like stuck in that cycle again. But I guess what would your advice be for those snacks or the dinner? Like, anywhere in that category. I mean, that's just the cycles that I'm seeing. And I'm like, okay, mom and dad, why are we paying for these lessons if we're not going to do the little things to help us bring that energy? Because I can't get hundred percent out of you right now. And we're not making that growth. You think it's physical and it is physical, but it starts with nutrition and sleeping. It's not just your physical performance. You're not practicing enough at home, like yay and nay, but it starts with this. Right. So 
I see a lot of the same things too, where it's especially in the afternoon and evening hours where athletes aren't a eating enough and b by the time they're finished up with everything for the day they're not getting enough sound sleep throughout the night and sleep is the best form of recovery for anything as far as physical and mental goes on a whole just because your body's able to really shut down and recuperate after a long day and if you're not getting enough of that sleep or enough of what they call uh, REM sleep cycles, which is like deep, deep sleep where you're really kind of out of it and you're dreaming almost. If you don't get enough of those cycles in your sleep, and not only affects you physically in your physical recovery, but your brain doesn't have enough time to recharge its batteries, so to say, after long, stressful days full of nonstop action, whether it's you're waking up, going to school, you have practices before school, practices after school, training sessions after practice, you're not giving yourself enough time to recharge your batteries. So what I like to think and what I tell people is it's hard to control, but it's a result of the daily habits that you have gotten yourself into. And the the easiest way, and I'm not saying easiest as in it's easy, but the best way to break out of that is just to one day just change it up a little bit. So like you have athletes that don't eat. The last thing to eat is around two o'clock and then they have practices and then they come to you and then they're eating dinner finally. Well, if they're not eating enough throughout the day from that 2 p.m. to whenever they get to you, they're obviously going to feel fatigued and they're going to feel tired and worn out, especially if they already came from a practice. They're not replenishing what they need. So well, I would say the best way to kind of counter that is one, you definitely are going to need some more electrolytes in whatever you're eating or whatever you're drinking. So this could be things like just throwing it out there, just things like Gatorades, Powerades in between to kind of give you some of your, some of your carbs, your simple carbs with your sugars and your electrolytes back into your system to help you function better. And you want to try and have some of those high carbohydrate kind of dietary fiber type snacks like i mentioned before if you can in between these things if you're not able to have obviously an actual meal which for the most part athletes aren't going to have the time to really prep all this in advance but if it's something that's on the go in between having those carbs is so essential for your energy because that's really what your energy is, is your carbs. You know, when you consume carbs, your body breaks that down into glucose and sugar, which is then used for your energy. The Gatorades and something like Powerades are kind of similar, but it's like a much more simpler form of it. So it's easier to break down and easier to get access to. So if you're having stuff in between games or practices and you just don't have time to really have something nutritious and something that's worth eating these types of little things are kind of going to help give you an energy boost and help you get through whatever it is that you're doing well thank you so much so for everyone listening i'm going to have austin back on here in the future he's going to talk more specific about college bound nutrition his company diving deep into the products that he has and how we can really help elevate the softball world to help 
these challenges that we are facing. So he has supplements and products um, that can help solve the issues that we are facing as far as not grabbing enough of these nutrients and keeping that energy going. But to sum up today's episode, I want y'all to really think about some of the tips and tricks that we shared and reevaluate your physical performance. If you're struggling with your physical performance and you don't see the growth, look back on your nutrition and look back on your sleep patterns and like start from there before you start coach searching. You're searching for a new coach or searching for a new instructor or searching for a new way to change your current training because it starts with, again, sleep and nutrition and how we fuel the body and how we fuel the brain. And this game is 90% mental and 10% physical. And if our brain is not fueled with the proper nutrition, our mental game is not going to be there. And then our physical game is not going to be there at 100%. So really dive deep into thinking about this. If y'all have any specific questions that you would like Austin to touch on nutrition wise, please go to the homepage of dr3fastpitch.com. There is a submission button for beyond the diamond podcast you can submit your questions and your topic ideas austin will be back on here in the future i'm excited to dive even deeper onto this subject with him and if you want to find austin share it with the listeners where they can find college bound nutrition sure so for our if you want to find us on social media we are at college Bound nutrition on instagram tiktok youtube facebook and soon to be Twitter, or you can find us at our website, which is www.collegeofnutrition.com, where you can find, like Coach Danielle just mentioned, some of our products and really the explanations of the ingredients, what they are, and how they're going to be beneficial for you as athletes. And like we just talked about, even if you're not able to get the most nutritious foods and diets into your day, your busy schedules in between, that's where we kind of formulated and made our products to kind of bridge those gaps that kind of give you the energy that you need. So one last thing that I do want to say, like I want to reflect on are the daily habits that I mentioned, especially for mental nutrition. What I want everyone listening to do, I want you to attempt to make a journal, whether it's a written journal or it's in your notes section on your phone, keep track of not just what foods you eat throughout the day, but what times you eat throughout the day. As you start to do this more and more, and you start to recognize these patterns and see these on a daily basis, you're going to have a much better understanding of where you need to fill in those gaps yourself as an athlete. Because if you're not not keeping track of really what you're eating, what times you're eating, and how you're eating, you're going to get stuck in that same loop that we talked about day in and day out. And it's very hard to break out of that. But this is just one simple step that you can do in order to slowly start to realize this and say, hey, maybe I'm not eating the best or maybe I'm not getting the most nutritious snacks or meals throughout the day. This is a good indicator to see, hey, I need to change something. This is going to help my performance in the long run. So thank you, Coach Danielle, for having me on today's podcast. I'm definitely looking forward to being featured on future podcasts as well, too. No, oh, awesome. And thank you so much. And you know what? I'm going to challenge all of y'all. Make your nutrition journal. I w- I'd rather y'all handwrite that instead of putting it in your notes page. And make a little journal. Title it your nutrition journal. Tag us on Instagram at College Bound Nutrition at DR3 Fast Pitch. We would love to feature your journal on our pages 
but I think it's just a really good to kind of have that with you. And I'm someone who, yes, I know phones are big now and everyone wants to do everything digitally, but it just, there's a power to the pen and the paper. So I want you to write it down. I want you to take this seriously and carry it with you. Have it in your bat bag, have it in your book bag, have it in your purse. But I think that's really important to start tracking the times, what you are eating to really make sure that we are fueling properly to understand where our physical game is at and also our mental game. So again, Austin, thank you so much for tuning in. Everyone, thank you for tuning into this week's episode and I will see y'all soon. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Beyond the Diamond. Connect with us on all social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube at DR3FastPitch, but Instagram is my biggest platform where I post daily content. For questions or topic ideas, visit our website, DR3FastPitch.com, and submit the form on our homepage. I would love to feature you on our next episode. Remember, you can find all of our episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on our website, DR3FastPitch.com, Stay tuned for more exciting discussions, stories, and insights in the world of fast pitch softball on the next episode of Beyond the Diamond. Until then, remember the only thing that matters is the next pitch. Deep breath, next pitch. I will see you soon.